and welcome to Taiwan Talk, a show where we talk to people living in Taiwan and Taiwanese people who live abroad. I'm Paz Bueno, and you're listening to my very first episode. Uh, in today's episode, I talked to my friend Debbie Liu in Kaohsiung. I know her as an animal lover, plant parent, and fellow home cooking enthusiast. But she's also an active member in the international community, a DJ, and the co-owner of two of Kaohsiung's most well-known hangout spots. Hello, everybody. I'm Debbie Liu, and、um, I am currently a bar owner down in Kaohsiung. And I've done a lot of work around, you know, entertainment in Kaohsiung.、Uh, the bar that I own or partially own is called Brickyard. My partners also manage this bar by the beach in Kaohsiung called Tijin Sunset. We also own another bar called Black Dog. So you know, it's a lot of a lot of alcohol, a lot of booze, a lot of parties, a lot of fun times. She talks about entering the industry when she was a student in Pingdong and how she first started as a part-time employee at Tin Pan Alley in Tainan. Then going from patron to PR manager at Brickyard. Oh, this is a funny story. Before this, like、uh, when I was in high school, and I would ride the bus home. And、uh, every time I ride the bus home, the bus would pass by Tin Pan Alley, and I would see a lot of foreigners in there, and it, they just looked like they were having a great time. And I always told myself that I want to work there when I'm old enough. So I got that job in Timpanelli afterwards, right? So when I got to Brickyard, I really liked the vibe so much. I told myself, "Okay, I want to work there. This is my goal. I want to work here." And、um, after partying for a while, one of the DJs offered to offered to teach me DJ, and I was like, "Why not?" So he started teaching me. After I learned like the basic skills of DJing, all I needed to do was practice. I didn't have my own equipment, so what I would do is like after class, I would just come to Gaoshan a little bit earlier. So I would just come to Brickyard. Like the the owners know that I'm practicing, so like they they just kind of like handed me the key and be like, okay, you wanna if you wanna like practice DJing. So I was practicing on the equipment inside Brickyard, and then one day one of the owners, Graham. He saw me. He saw me practicing, and he w- just walked over and asked me, "Would you like to? Would you like to work here at Brickyard?" And I was just like,、um, "Yeah, but what would I do? You know, I don't know. Like, I'm not very familiar with you know how Brickyard works, and I don't know what what you need me for." And he said, "I want you to be a promo staff, so you would be doing promotion for Brickyard." And I was like, yes, 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 like part time. Let's freaking do it. She describes the impact COVID nineteen had on the bar and restaurant industry, and how she then became Brickyard's co owner at the beginning of Taiwan's coronavirus outbreak. In two thousand and twenty, COVID hit. All of a sudden, everybody's wearing masks. All of a sudden, nobody wants to go out. Like they're scared. So the owners of Brickyard, Graham and Ryan, they. They decided that it was going to be a very hard time for bars and nightclubs and all these, like you know, even restaurants. It was just going to be hard for all of these places. So they realized that they just can't have a large staff on hand anymore. Back then, we would have like at most twenty staff members. 
So they just thought, you know what, let's uh, just cut it down to one person and see how it works out. If anything, they can always get part-time staff, but they don't want all these full-time staff standing around anymore. So they first offered to the manager of Brickyard. So she didn't take it, and then I was the next person in line. So they asked me, and they're like, hey, would you like to take this deal? It's a very low base salary, but you get some profit shares. For me, I kind of, you know, was at crossroads because I was thinking like, oh, should I just like go and find another job out there? But at the same time, I had this panic. I am, at the time, I was like, what, 27, 26, 27 years old. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what other job I could do because throughout my life, I've basically been in the service industry. I just thought, you know what, might as well just take it and see where that takes me. Then I was like, yes. And then... Spam. I became the owner, the, the co-owner of Richard, and I was just, I was doing bartending, I was serving customers, I was running into the kitchen to make fries and chicken wings, and I was, you know, just doing all of that, and I was doing the cleaning, and then just everything, basically. We also dive into a more personal topic for Debbie, as she recalls what it was like for her and her husband's family when Russia began its invasion of Ukraine. My husband is Ukrainian. And earlier this year, you know, um, I believe it was in February. So like late February, the war started. And oh my goodness, like before that, they, you know, our family, like my my husband's family in Ukraine were just saying like, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like war won't happen. Like Russia is just saying things. And then it happened. So we, it took us like about a week just to try to get, try to get my husband's family out of Ukraine. And that was, that was really tough because my, my, I guess my father-in-law. So in in Ukraine, they have this like rule after the, the war started that men under the age of 60 cannot leave the country. My father-in-law was 58 or 59. He couldn't leave. And because of this, my mother-in-law didn't want to, she didn't want to leave her husband, which I can understand. So my, my husband has a sister that's 15 years old. So we decided, you know what, like, how about the, the little sister and the grandma, like, get them out of Ukraine. So we had to, like, find ways to get them out of Kiev first because they lived in Kiev. And from Kiev, you know, we had to get them to drive west and just keep going west until they get to the border and from from the border you know grandma and the sister will just you know cross the border and originally the plan was to to go to poland (laughs) but um my very cute father-in-law decided like oh we're not going to poland anymore so like before we had we actually had our friends who were polish Mm -hmm. our polish friends were in poland like waiting for our family to kind of cross the border and they were going to like pick them up and take care of them. And that did not happen. Um, instead, they went to, I believe it was Slovakia. And then they, my, my father-in-law dropped off the family at Slovakia. And then we had an uncle that lived in Germany. He drove all the way from Germany to Slovakia to pick up, you know, grandma and our sister. And then they had to, like, then drive back 
to Germany. So right now, you know, our family, our little sister, our grandma is currently in Germany, you know, going to school, learning German, all of that good stuff. They're safe. And my my in-laws are still in Kiev. You can find Debbie behind the bar at Brickyard in downtown Kaohsiung on the weekends, where they host events such as Rainbow Saturdays, AfroZest, and free Latin dance classes. That's it for today's episode of Taiwan Talk. Be sure to check out our podcast for more about interesting people in and from Taiwan. I'm Paz Bueno. Thank you for joining me on ICRT. I'll see you next time. <laughs>